The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. We're still getting used to the change in weather around here. Aaron Reynolds is joining us from the National Weather Service. We had this unsettled weather pattern and chillier temperatures. And what are we in for today, Aaron? Uh, for today, we're expecting just mainly mostly cloudy skies with a few uh, rain showers and lake-induced rain showers. Um, but the real story will start tonight when uh, Lake Effect begins to refire back up. And uh, some of it could be moderate to potentially heavy at times uh, across the Buffalo metro area and also the south towns. Yeah. Uh, when should we be expecting the heaviest rains and how much rain are we talking uh, the heaviest rains will will come tonight, and then they'll last into Tuesday. And uh, localized amounts could be up from one to two inches of rainfall. It's a pretty significant rain there. And winds, too, or that'll be a factor, right? Well, the winds have subsided a little bit, but they will pick up, and uh, it'll be quite breezy. All right, so a windy one, a cooler one. Are we breaking from the temperatures? Are we here to stay in the 50s and these fall-like temperatures? Did we kiss goodbye to you know the summer warmth last week for good well it looks like that the summer warmth is gone and probably won't come back um temperatures will be below normal here for much of the first half of this week we'll see a little bit of a warming trend towards the end but still it'll just be right around normal which is in the low 60s for this time of year all right we'll have to get used to it aaron thank you for the update that's aaron reynolds at the national weather service okay so something to watch out for the uh, big change in weather over the weekend so dramatic might have had some people going directly from the A.C. to the furnace. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us it's not all bad news, though, when making that switch. The cost of heating your home this winter won't burn your wallet as much, says National Fuel's Karen Merkel. A 30% decrease based on last year's winter heating season bills is in store for National Fuel customers for their home heating bill for the winter heating season. Merkel says the big factor is how much the utility is paying for natural gas. The natural gas price, which is the cost that National Fuel buys the natural gas for, that has declined significantly since last winter. Um, Last winter, natural gas commodity prices spiked due to several variables, um, the war in Ukraine, and coming off of COVID and supply and demand issues, those have now leveled off. And despite two big storms, Merkel says last winter was warmer than normal. Hear more from Merkel online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, a little bit of good news there. Thank you, Tom. A long flight home for the Bills. Lawrence hands it off. ETN trying to get the edge. He has it, and he's going to coast into the end zone for a six-yard touchdown run. Buffalo loses to Jacksonville in London, 25-20. to Rough day for the Bills on multiple fronts. On the field, it was a slow start. Well, I mean, I think when you look at it, you got to start the game faster, number one. Um, you know, I think we started three and out, three and out, four and out, maybe four punts in a row, I believe. Um, so we got to get started faster. And just the overall getting the ball back to the offense, offense sustaining a drive, right? Penalties, you know, too many times shooting ourselves in the foot where we're about to get off the field or we're starting to get into a rhythm offensively, and then we have a penalty that's, or a negative play that sets us back. So um, just all in all, not good enough. It's Bills head coach Sean McDermott on the injury front. The bad luck continued for the Bills. Star linebacker Matt Milano went down with a knee injury early in the game. McDermott saying no details as of yet. 
As for the London experience... You know, we'll see if whatever comes up down the road in terms of us coming back here, but we, we need to evaluate everything because I didn't feel like our energy was good enough early in the game. They had better energy than we did. You know, I was uh, saying uh, the constant refrain around uh, all the people I was watching the game with yesterday was, rough week for those sports science guys, right? Right. <laughs> all week long, you hear, hey, we're trusting our sports science yeah. people. We got it. They're going to have us, uh, you know, we're staying up all night after we get off the plane, and then we're going to bed, and then we're resetting the clock. And <sighs> Yeah, didn't work. It's, it's, it's <laughs> got to be a rough feeling if you're on that team. Uh, yikes. So watching those first few drives for the Bills. Yeah, it was. And we're asking at WBEN.com, where do you most lay blame for the Bills' loss in London? Coaching? Injuries? offense or travel right now the biggest block of voters 41 percent check travel you can weigh in too with the right side of our page over at wben.com one of those things just easy to chunk it up to i said it before the game like if we lose i'm I'm pretending this never happened it's like an anomaly we're over in uh, london (laughs) and you know what we have a chance to get it right Bills welcoming the Giants. Sunday night football, going to be a wild scene in Orchard Park, a home game Sunday night against the Giants who stink. Yeah. So, <laughs> Did you see who finished the game for them yesterday? Yeah. Tyrod could, Taylor. Could see the return of an old friend, uh, Tyrod Taylor, depending on their uh, quarterback and injury situation next week. But you got the Giants and Patriots coming up over the next couple of weeks, so a chance to steer the ship back in the right direction. In other news, it is day three of the sudden and shocking war that broke out in the Middle East Saturday when Hamas launched a massive surprise attack on Israel. The Israeli army carrying out intense airstrikes on Gaza overnight, hitting what it calls 500 Hamas terror targets, including command centers and weapon depots, some of them reportedly in mosques and residential buildings. Over 400 dead, according to Gazan health officials. Israeli special forces still fighting dozens of Palestinian militants in Israeli communities communities close to the Gaza border. The IDF now believes active tunnels are bringing more fighters into Israel. The Israeli death toll topping 700 with 2,400 wounded. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. U.S. aircraft are being deployed to the Middle East. In addition to sending an aircraft carrier to the eastern Mediterranean, the U.S. will also send more F-15 and F-35 fighter jets to the Middle East. They will join other U.S. aircraft currently on deployment in the region. A U.S. official tells ABC News the new aircraft are to deter any Iranian aggression or expansion of their operations following Hamas's attack on Israel. The U.S. has been working with other governments to ensure that the crisis in Israel does not spread further in the region. Louis Martinez, ABC News, the Pentagon. It could be a contentious week in Washington as Republicans try to settle infighting and elect a new Speaker of the House. Gaynor Hall reports. The drama surrounding the speaker's chair comes as war is raging in Ukraine and now Israel, limiting the House's ability to quickly pass emergency measures if needed. And domestically, the new deadline to avoid a government shutdown is coming up in November. GOP leaders signaling in the coming days they'll work behind closed doors in an effort to get majority agreement on one candidate and avoid a repeat of the 15 rounds of voting it took for McCarthy to become speaker. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio and Louisiana's Steve Scalise are running for the speaker's job. Okay, we'll be keeping an eye on that throughout the rest of the week. And how about this? Tonight's Powerball drawing a big one. Monday's Powerball jackpot jumped to an estimated $1.55 billion after Saturday's $1.4 billion drawing once again came up empty. 
Saturday marked the 34th consecutive drawing without a grand prize winner. Monday's jackpot has a $679 million cash option, which most winners opt for instead of annual payments. Monday's drawing will be the fourth largest lotto prize in history. One in 292.2 million are your odds of winning big. Mark Remillard, ABC News. Wow. Don't like those odds, no. but uh, won't stop yeah. a lot of people from trying. And, Six hundred seventy-nine uh, million is the cash payout. Isn't that crazy? How yeah. small that can be off of one and a half billion. Right. You're losing most of it to, yeah. you know, whatever. Your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast: mostly cloudy, breezy, and cool today. We're in the mid fifties with a few showers around. Better chance for rain tonight. Coming in off of Lake Erie, overnight lows in the mid forties. Lake effect rain likely on Tuesday with highs near fifty. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Lauren Fix, the car coach, is with us now on WBEN looking at the UAW strike against the big three automakers. The strike did not expand on Friday, Lauren. What does that say to you? Well, they are getting some negotiation. Uh, they've, they've reduced some, but they're still far apart. And on top of this, this happened overnight. I don't even know if they're reporting on it yet. But Mack Truck, who is a U.S.-built truck, both engine and the vehicle itself, they decided to go on strike. They had originally come to an agreement, and now we have another strike. And this is really concerning. There's 4,000 workers across three states, and they're the only truck manufacturer. Every other truck comes built overseas, and they're thinking, I don't know how we're going to be able to compete. And they had agreed originally to a 19% increase, but now the UAW is getting offers at 23%. From Ford, 20% from General Motors and Stellantis, so now they want more. What has the impact been so far? Dealerships around the country, are they starting to feel the strike? Well, the biggest impact, believe it or not, is cars that are in for repair. Um, I have quite a few friends across the country who have many conversations over text about five or six cars that have in each dealership that they can't get parts for it. So, that that's a concern when you've got someone needs something as simple as a water pump, but if you can't get it and it's not available in the aftermarket, then they have to wait. And that, that hurts customers, which makes customers very angry. So that's where you're seeing the biggest impact. As far as inventories right now, they're not too bad. But if they had had the bigger strike on Friday, you would have seen a massive impact. Well, on inventory, what is this doing to prices for both new and used? Well, we are seeing that some uh, dealers have said, and, and not necessarily in the Buffalo area, but across the country, have increased their prices by about 10%. They figured we're not going to negotiate on the price that's on the window because once that vehicle leaves, we can't get another one to replace it. Now, that's not every vehicle, obviously, but you're looking at those mid-sized SUVs, the Bronco, the Colorado, the Jeep. That's a concern because those are big sellers. They're not the biggest seller. The biggest would be like the, the pickup truck. But that was the next strike plan, so they need to get something rolling in a negotiation before things get worse. The one thing that that the unions did concede to, thankfully, is the 32-hour work week and getting paid for 40 hours. That that was a a bit on the absurd side, but you have to always ask for more than what you're going to get. It's all coming at a time where a lot of auto dealers are kind of just getting back on their feet, right, from COVID. I mean, there was such a uh, shortage in available vehicles because of missing parts, or we heard so much about the semiconductors, the vehicles couldn't be finished. And it seemed like that was kind of over over the past couple months. Now you have this new concern, right? 
Well, it was it wasn't necessarily COVID because COVID caused people to go buy cars because they didn't want to take mass transit or get an Uber. They wanted to do their own vehicle. I had a lot of people call me on helping them locate vehicles. But because we find then we had part shortages, we had chip shortages and everything else, I just didn't expect this. No, no one could have predicted it. Now they're finally getting to it for most products, and I waited a year for my truck. So <laughs> there's still a part shortage. But, um, but what's good about that is they had some inventory, and they kind of knew there was going to be a strike because uh, they had heard some rumbling. So the car manufacturers produced more vehicles in August than they had in a long time which helped the numbers, but as far as inventory getting there, the dealers are the ones that are hurting, and that's where our, the local impact is because there's a lot of people that get hired by all the different dealership groups that we have in the western New York area. And, you know, obviously they, they don't want to hurt the people that, that waited through COVID and everything else just in order to uh, keep their jobs. So we're hoping that this gets resolved. Uh, I'm monitoring it literally by the hour, and there's, there's always something new. You never know what the next step will be. You know, some of the progress that was reported on Friday was that GM has agreed to place their electric battery manufacturing under the national master agreement. How much of a, a deal, how big a deal is that? <clears throat> well, that, that actually is a pretty big deal. Um, because General Motors is building a battery plant in Nevada, and Ford is building a very massive plant for batteries in Tennessee. Those are going to be 9 million jobs. That would have been a real problem because already you're talking about a reduction in UAW workers as they make things more robotic. They build products overseas. They want to keep their union members, obviously. So uh, this is a, that's a big deal for General Motors, but they're the only one that has agreed to make their battery plants union plants. Ford and Stellantis has not. And remember, Stellantis is not a U.S. company. Well, they do have representation here. They're based out of France. They're owned by a company called PSA, which is Peugeot. And their CEO doesn't even live in the U.S. I'm wondering, you know, this is almost separate of the strike issue, but for automakers and dealerships across the country, you know, we've heard so many retailers kind of sound the alarm. This month, student loan repayments began. A lot of people are now, you know, millions across the country going to have an extra two, three, four hundred $400 payment a month that they haven't had over the past few years. Target, Walmart, you know, all these places saying, hey, this is going to take a bite out of our bottom line. Is the same true for the auto industry? Absolutely. Uh, if you can't afford to make your payments, you can't afford to pay for everything costs more, whether it be electricity, food, cars, repairs, you name it, everything, even all utilities have, are absolutely increased uh, due to inflation. So, um, What's going to happen is it's going to impact the car business. People that said, you know what, I can't afford to keep my car. So we're seeing record numbers of people either turning their cars in, selling them, using companies like Swap Elise to get to get out of their vehicle payment, um, and, and looking for something that's a lot less per month, maybe going to a used car. Um, as this builds, you can call it a recession if you wish, according to my economics degree, it's a, it's a recession. Um, but... It, where it hurts people right at home, and it's a choice of making a car payment or putting food on the table or gas in the tank, they're not going to pay their car payments. And we're seeing a lot of people losing their vehicles. I know two people personally who have had their vehicles repossessed. And that just makes things worse for individuals and difficult for them to recover. Hey, Lauren, thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. 
That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.